We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Anyone from Colorado? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yuck. Ah, uh, man. No. No. Yeah, that's... This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Jamie Dazzo. Welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. Joined tonight by Skylar Redpath to talk about some MLS. JD Bazo is a little too busy for us this week, Skylar. So, like he carried the load, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. It's now your turn. I hope you're up to it. Oh, yeah, I'm ready to roll. And it's actually um, a sad day because that uh, the last podcast may have been the last podcast that JD ever featured on the Red Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. <laughs> So not, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. We may have to rewind the tape, but I believe he asked you to fire him if he ever ranked Anibal Godoy ahead of Miguel Amarone. And sure enough, in this week's MLS rankings, 
Wow, there it is. How about that? All it took was a double game week from the earthquakes. I'm not sure if he covered himself saying that unless it's a double game week, but it's been real, JD. (laughs) Um, I would I would assume he would have hedged had he known, but you're right. I don't. I didn't see any fine print on that. On that, we uh, yeah, we're taping this in the middle of the revs and the earthquakes in a thrilling nil-nil draw right now. I'm looking, I see uh, in the 49th minute, we've already seen Wando miss a sitter. I think Lee Wynn missed a, somebody missed one in front from a Lee Wynn assist. Did you, uh, you mentioned before we started taping that uh, you have eight guys from this game for your FMLS team. Did you captain Lee Wynn? I did captain (sighs) Wynn. Um, Felt like even without a goal or assist, he'd, he'd rack up maybe four or five bonus points. So if he can give me eight to ten points, even without a goal or assist, then I'm fine with that. Um, really? Hoping From he, your captain? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, you know, for, for me, I feel like ten points is what I'm what I'm shooting for out of a captain. So if he lands on eight, fine. So be it. But um, felt like he was relatively safe to hit that, even if he doesn't score. Mm-hmm or grab an assist. So um, I know a lot of people rolled with him this round, which, you know, doesn't help if you're trying to differentiate a little bit, but I just, I felt like he was a relatively safe play. So we'll see what happens. Not looking great so far. I think he's on <laughs> two points. He's got one bonus point in there, so we'll there take it. Uh, yeah, I I missed a week, um, meaning like I, I remember, I specifically remember when the week was, I think it was week two, and I remember as soon as lineup lock hit, like I would think I was doing a DraftKings lineup and I like finished just in time. I was like, oh, thank goodness. And I was like, oh my God, I never finished. I never did my FMLS team. I I specifically remember earlier in the week, like going to do it. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to waste the transfers just like playing around. <laughs> and I'm now sitting in 1,666th place. Uh. We're only seven, eight rounds in, seven rounds in where this is round eight. Do I have any chance at at least the top hundred being oh, yeah. this far behind? Yeah, you've got a chance for sure. There's going to be guys that fall out um, just throughout the season that are, I mean, I'd say there's probably maybe even three, four hundred, five hundred guys maybe that might even right. quit that are in the top thousand right now. So definitely stay the course, and um, and you'll be in top five hundred probably in the next three or four weeks if you stick with it. Yeah, I need. This happened to me last year. I didn't forget a week. Maybe that's why I ended up doing so well. But I remember there was one week where the scores weren't that great, and I just had, like, a huge week. I think I finished, like, third in the or fourth in the weekly top, and that, like, really propelled me. And I think the problem that I have now is that I'm getting not – I'm not getting, like, overly aggressive, but, like, I realize that I have to be a little riskier to make this jump. Right. And – I just tend not to play that way anyway. So it's kind of like taking me out of anything that, that I really want to do. I specifically did not captain Lee win this week because of that though. So right. it's one of those that like, I, I have him, but I didn't captain him. So I need like an okay game, <laughs> but frankly, I assume so many people captained him that, um, that a bad game wouldn't be like detrimental. I see. Uh, right. Cause Kai, I thought some people might go with Kamara thinking, he could do something. I see he just came on. He didn't start tonight, so I was wondering if like a lot of people went off of him because of that. But here he comes in the 
what 53rd minute or was he already on be honest yeah no he 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 just subbed in and yeah it definitely threw me off of him i was considering him had him fairly high on my radar with two home games this week but i'm definitely not gonna have anybody in my lineup if i can tell on the front end that they're not starting at least one game right um so he didn't make the the cut for me but I've got several other revs and quakes, so hopefully that works out well. Who'd you end up captaining, captaining on your team? Um, David Villa. Ooh, I very nice. He's the only one that I feel like is consistently under captained, um, which is crazy to me. Like this guy is like one of, easily like a top three player in the league, certainly mm-hmm. fantasy wise, and yet. I see all the captain polls and he's either not on it or he's dead last. And <laughs> so I, it was more differential that way. Cause I felt like even if, if somebody didn't want to uh, captain win, they would go right to Javinko. Mm-hmm. I have Javinko also. So it's not like I, I, I try to basically have the guys who people are going to captain, but try to basically captain the guy who's the least, the least captain. And I'm just hoping it's via. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you have no no reason not to employ that strategy at this point just based off of uh, missing out yeah. on that one round, like you said. So I <sighs> <laughs> hope uh. it works out for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right, let's jump in uh, to this weekend. Obviously, we have this one game going on now, which um, we don't need to discuss. But let's jump the Friday game. There, DraftKings has a um, an MLS-Liga-MX combo for Friday night. Uh, I don't know nearly enough about Liga MX to discuss it on the podcast, let alone play it, but let's at least briefly talk about the Toronto-Chicago game. Um, Javinko, I assume, will be popular. Uh, I guess he he was on this Wednesday-Friday slate that they did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that Chicago... I mean, Chicago's obviously been playing really well. Bastian Schweinsteiger looks so much better than I and I think a lot of people thought he would. Uh, do you think at least the Chicago guys can keep it up again at Toronto. Yeah, I think so. Toronto hasn't really looked great defensively. Um, Chicago's clicking. It seems like across the board. So I feel like they're going to score a goal, not a hundred percent who it's going to come from. They've got so many options. Um, and Schweinsteiger has been, uh, he's been a guy that I've been plugging in first couple of weeks, but now his price has jumped up pretty big time i think he's up to seven thousand yeah it's something around there yeah i just you know if you're playing trying to squeeze in javinko it's going to be really tough on this wednesday uh friday slate then i don't think i'm gonna have schweinsteiger your boy nikolic came through last week yeah yeah it's good to see i mean coming into the league i was from what i was reading some of the highlights i was seeing he just a pure goal scorer he's one of those guys um, seemed like he was scoring a goal every other game, that type of uh, ratio, and took a few games for it to to carry over to MLS. But I think we'll continue to see him score, especially with all the the talent surrounding him. He's pretty cheap on this slate too. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is certainly helpful when you have Javinko taking up an absurd amount of salary. What is he? Twelve? Was it twelve two? He is twelve seven. <laughs> he he uh, did. I mean, he had eight shots, but other than that, he ended up with twelve points last game. Yep. He was twelve. He was eleven thousand eight hundred. 
um, last weekend, and now he jumped a thousand dollars for that kind of performance. So that's yeah, I'm not sure if it's just the home field factor or what, but I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna I still like to plug Jovinko in just because of the upside that I know he brings, but I feel like that upside has been dampened this season with Vasquez in the mix now. Um, the crossing totally totals agree. are down. Yeah, yeah crossing totals, corners. Vasquez is on those, so that's eating into Juvenko's fantasy value. Um, he's still going to pop up with, with monster games, hat tricks, that kind of thing, but just as far as like cash gameplay, that kind of thing, like it just it feels like it's not the same as last season at all. Yeah, I think the lack of corners is like the biggest difference, um, and it's not like he is like this huge – he's not Fernando Adi in the box, so like the – the idea that like oh he at least he's like closer to goal on these free kicks but it's actually significantly more detrimental since he you know is five four or whatever he is so uh yeah the the lack of corners i think definitely hurts but he's also javinko like he if anybody's going to score four goals it's him right right oh yeah um, i mean you, <clears throat> you see it with the shot totals seven shots eight shots i mean it's him and David Villa are about the only guys that consistently do that game in and game out. And, you know, they're the, they're the guys that end up scoring braces and hat tricks regular, regularly too. So. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, anybody else from Toronto that you like? Yeah. Vasquez. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think you, I think you got to consider him. He's 6,100 on the, um, on the Friday combined slate. So, yeah. um, He's had some assists recently, so yeah, I think you got to consider him at that price. Playing with, uh, you know, feeding balls into Josie, Jivinko getting on the end of some, so definitely like Vasquez. Other than that, I mean, I guess you could look at Justin Morrow. He's a little bit too high for for my liking, and um, if he doesn't get you a goal, then I don't know. It's not going to be. Yeah. It seems like his totals hover around seven or eight points without a goal, so not bad. But for six thousand, you want a little bit more than that, for sure, for sure. Um, all right, let's jump to Saturday. They split up the Saturday into uh, obviously an early and a late. The early one starts at one o'clock Eastern, with uh, Philly hosting Montreal, and then three fifty-five is San Jose, who, as we mentioned, is playing tonight on Wednesday at Houston. So that they've got two home, two road games within uh, four days, and the four o'clock game is Vancouver at Portland, which you tend not to see the West Coast teams on the uh, on the early slate. But um, this one is obviously very different than uh, any Javinko slate. We have uh, obviously Valeri is at ten two. He's the most expensive player. Uh, Fernando Adi is next, but he's suspended for this match, so. Does that make you like Valeri more or less? I saw a little back and forth on Twitter about this. For me, I, I like him more without Adi. Um, I know he's that big target that you love to. I know Adi's that big target that you love to see in the box when Valeri's swinging balls in. Um, but that really hasn't been Valeri's game this season with Blanco in the mix. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still serving in, in crosses and whatnot. But um, I think. Mainly, I just like it because it puts a little bit more of that scoring burden on Valeri, and he has stepped up and, and provided the goals this season. He's going to be on penalty kicks now that Adi's out of the mix, which I think they've split 
um, the few that they've had this season so far. So I like him a little bit more with, with Adi out of the mix. I think he's a fine play this week. And speaking of Blanco, his price just continues to go up. He's at 8,100 now, which makes the 5,700 that he started out with seem like years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like at that price, I'm not sure I can consider him anymore. Like he looks so much more attractive when he was 4,000 less than Valeri, and I guess he's still, you know, 2,100. But um, am I thinking, am I overthinking that? And it's like, well, obviously I should take Blanco because he's on corners for Portland home against Vancouver. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's not, uh, the, the production hasn't been there. I mean, it's been, I guess, rather average, I'd say, for his price. He's hitting right at around double digits, but not much beyond that. Yeah. And, you know, if you're paying that much for somebody, then then you're wanting that kind of 20-point upside, which I think he has. We just haven't seen it yet. So, you know, he might be a good differential play because I think people, people are going to shy away from him at that price point. Um, for me, then yeah, it's it's a little bit too much. Even though he is on set pieces and whatnot, there's several players even on this slate that are um, much cheaper than him and can probably bring that same ten point floor to the table. So probably looking looking a different direction than Blanco. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about this first game, Philly Montreal. We saw um, Ignacio Piatti come back last week from his injury, scored a penalty. Still took five shots, two on goal, two crosses. Um, at Philly is never u- usually some uh, situation to avoid. And 8700 for Piatti seems really cheap. Um, in fact, it's the cheapest he's been probably, well, certainly all this season and most of last. Um, that seems like a pretty easy play to me. What do you think? Yeah, he it is cheap for the, the upside he possesses. Um you know, if you're talking cash games, though, and if you're trying to slide in Valeri, um, I don't know. It's going to be tough for me. I mean, I think that, I mean, if you consider some of the forwards that are on the slate, then, yeah, I mean, you might have some, some extra salary to pay up for. That's what um, I was thinking. Because you don't have Adi. You're, right. You're going to choose between Kyoto and and Cubo, whoever. Right. I mean, they both could start, I guess. You're probably not taking Wando on the road at Houston four days after being on the road at New England. Um, yeah, so you can probably definitely slide <laughs> Yachty in. I, I didn't even look at the forward pool I, until I, you told me that. So. I, I think the problem with the forward pool is that it's so ugly that you don't like. I think you'll probably look at Darren Maddox because I assume he'll start for for Adi. Unless you think right. it's somebody else, but fifty five hundred for a forward is pretty, pretty simple to me. Um, yeah, no, it's that's. I mean, hmm. yeah, I'd say Piotti is definitely in play here. That price, so <laughs> you uh, you're on top of it. Yeah, I think the Kyoto Cubo one will will be the difference maker, though. So I'm not sure I'm considering right. any of the other ones. I mean, Sapong or Mancosu. Yeah, if, uh, if Kyoto starts, then I might consider him. Um, he, I think he took some set pieces earlier in the year when he was yeah. in the starting lineup. So I'd maybe consider him, but he's coming back from injury. I think he played off the bench 13 yep. minutes this yep. last weekend. So um, one to watch for sure. But yeah, other than that, it's kind of just 
throw a dart and hope one of those forwards scores for you because there's really no forwards, no uh, forwards maybe other than Darlington Nagby that are goal dependent on the slate. So I think Nagby might be able to bring you a few peripherals. He had a very nice goal. Uh, this, no, it was a couple weeks. Two weeks. A couple yeah. weeks ago, yeah. But yeah, that's that's a pretty ugly forward <laughs> right there. <laughs> got some legends here wando freddie montero i mean hey freddie finally popped back up with uh yeah, a couple of goals it's good to see i had him in a couple of lineups so mm-hmm. take nice. it. i'm not sure i would call it a revenge game specifically but right um i'm sure plenty of people would call it a revenge game uh looking at the defender pool we have what is this five guys who are north of or are five thousand or more which is nuts to me um, because I wouldn't like Marco Farfan is 5,100. Um, somehow he went up after having one point last week. I mean, I guess he's, he had been close to double digits, but he's, it's more tackles than, than crosses, which is kind of the same thing with Fabinho. Um, are you paying up for any of these guys? I don't think so. I mean, I like Boniet Garcia, and he's, I mean, he's, I guess you could say he's still kind of in that upper tier, but he's probably about the 10th the highest mm-hmm. price defender. And I was surprised to see him in the defender pool yeah. um, last week, but he is actually lining up as a, a right back now for Houston. And he wasn't on corners, but he, I think he got an assist off of a free kick that he swung into the box. So he does have that upside of, of, taken some set pieces has a share of the dynamo set pieces it's still a lot to pay for a defender but yeah. i think out of that group and he's the one that jumps out at me um alvis powell we've talked about him before on the show he's always been solid i mean all those guys at the top have that kind of 10 point floor upside mm-hmm. um but again kind of like with the forwards it's like any of them could flop any given day too so yeah um if you're Talking about uh, high upside, I'm st- I'm staying on the Alfonso Davies train. I was just about to bring him season. up, yeah. Um, he had 12 points uh, this last weekend without a goal or an assist, without a clean sheet, seven crosses, had some tackles and interceptions. So he's been pretty hit or miss this season, but I'm still really big on, on what he brings to the table. And uh, I don't know, on the road at Portland – it's a tough match, but he's a guy that I might be um, looking at for filling out my defender slot. It's funny how different the the pricing is on DraftKings than FMLS because like Nick Lima, Farfan, and Davies are all dirt cheap there, <laughs> and yet here right. they are near the top of the list for uh, for weekly. Which like I was like, oh Farfan, like he's cheap, and I'm like, oh fifty one hundred. That's not even close to cheap <laughs> cheap right. anymore. And he's had a couple, a few good games yeah. um but i think with him too one of the things that i'm looking for is vitas is yep. uh he returned to the bench this past week and he didn't play but that's who farfan uh took over for so i think vitas is going to return soon and then farfan's value is gonna you yeah know, it won't he won't have any value but yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> um so 5100 i'm definitely probably not building anything around him um vitas is a guy that i played earlier in the season um, if he's back in the lineup, though, I'll probably take a little bit of a wait and see to see how he fits back in and that kind of thing. Yep. 
he hasn't been great, but he actually hasn't been that bad. But it's weird to see Ayango like behind all of those guys because he was always near the top, like literally in the top two or three on most slates last season. And yet here he is at seven or eight. Yeah, I (laughs) I had some exposure to him um, this past weekend because uh, Don Adele was out for for the impact. And I was thinking it would either be Bernier or Oyango on sets or maybe even Piatti. Um, And it was Bernier all the way. So um, Oyango took some corner kicks last season, but it just, I guess this season, all you're going to get out of him is hope, hope for some open play stuff. And it's just been pedestrian from him. Nothing to, uh, to get excited about us for. Yeah. Um, So this Houston San Jose game, we talked about uh, Cubo and Kyoto. If they come back, are you still buying on Alex? I don't know. I'm going to see if Kyoto's in the lineup. Um, If he is, then I'm probably shying away from Alex. His price too, it seems like has gotten up there. It's the highest it's been all season. Mm -hmm. And he's had, you know, last two games, seven points. The game before that, six points. That was against Minnesota, the last game, and New England, the game before that. So, you know, I think when he produced earlier in the season, he was picking up a couple of assists um, here and there, which he's capable of. But I don't know. I don't I don't feel like he's worthy of a uh, nearly $7,000 price tag. Yeah, definitely not enough. It is weird to see double digits at Portland and home against the Red Bulls and then single digits at New England and home against Minnesota. Right. Yeah, it's he's I mean, if he has a monopoly on set pieces and he's more attractive. But again, even with that monopoly, he didn't he didn't really do much. So, yeah, yeah I'm probably shying away. Um, OK. And then I think we covered Portland and Vancouver enough unless there's somebody from Vancouver that we didn't touch on that you think is worth uh, some serious consideration. Yeah, I think uh, I think Bolaños and uh, Christian Teixeira okay. are both guys that you got to look at. I mean, their price, we talked about some of the guys being overpriced. I feel like their price is a little depressed for what they bring to the table. Um, they both hit 13 or 14 points, I believe, and that went over Seattle. And uh, both are not... I think they split set pieces, um, but both of them had, you know, seven or eight crosses, something like that, I mm-hmm. think, just from watching it. So they're both guys that I'm looking at. Um, if Teixeira is in the lineup, then I really like his price at 5800 Um, I feel like he's going to get close to double digits every game, even if he doesn't have an assist. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think we touched on – you know, Montero may be a GPP play and I guess uh, Davies if you want to, if you need kind of that high upside defender play. But mm-hmm. other than that, and those are pretty much the white caps I'm looking at. Okay. Uh, let's jump into the evening slate. Four games. Uh, New England hosting DC United at 730. Um, Columbus is visiting the Red Bulls. They start at the same time. Uh, 8 o'clock Sporting KC at Dallas, and then 9.30, these are all Eastern, Atlanta at RSL. Um, there are definitely, while there are no $10,000 players on this slate, uh, BWP comes in at 99 and Kledgeton is at 97. Uh, Roos knocks up to a, an 8,900, which is um, high, for, well, high, but he's been, he's been delivering. 
Um, where do you where are you going to start this lineup for for this uh, evening slate? As high as uh, questions price, and I, I'll probably start with him. He's just been so consistent. He past couple of games, he's hit over double digit crosses. So um, I think that you've got that kind of double digit floor with him, with that possible twenty point game. Uh, maybe he'll get he'll finally start getting the uh, well. He did have an assist this last game, but he had like over twenty assists last season. So mm-hmm. haven't quite been there. Um, this year the goals haven't been there for him, but he's got that big upside and he's kind of that safe, uh, safe play. I'd, I'd say if you're, if you're looking to build a lineup around somebody, Rusnak was seemed like he's was getting there, but he was actually a pretty big let down this past weekend. I think he's got a decent matchup against Atlanta. Um, but if I'm paying that much for question, I don't know if I'll be able to slide Rusnak in. Mm-hmm. It's not that great. Meaning the the drop is obviously um, uh, not that great from them, but like it doesn't. I feel like a lot of the other upper tier guys, like you're probably not playing Dom Dwyer at Dallas. Uh, you're probably not playing Ola Kamara at the Red Bulls. Fail Haber too. Um, Mauro Diaz continues to be listed, but he's obviously out. I guess. What are your thoughts on either Lee Win? at 84 or uh Jao Plata at 82. I'd probably go with Win. Um I mean maybe Win more of a a cash game play for me. Um Plata's I mean he's got that upside but it's with Rusnak in the picture now then it's not quite as he doesn't have quite as high upside as he did last season it seems mm-hmm. like for me. Um and a, another guy that I'm Looking at is Iguain. Uh-huh. He's uh, pretty cheap for for you know what he brings to the table. I'd say he's sixty seven hundred. Yeah, it's on the road at the Red Bulls, but um, the old man's still got it. I feel like so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've always been a fan, and you know, I'm fantasy wise, and if he's if he's a value, then I'm gonna probably keep looking his way. So okay. I feel like that fits the bill this week. Yep. Oh, I agree. Um, let's let's kind of focus on this New England DC game because it's obviously New England's second game in in, uh, in four days, same as the the earthquakes had. Um, Kai Kamara didn't start today, so he'll start. I assume he'll start this match. Um, is it just like desperation that somebody would play Kai Kamara, or do you think it's actually a good matchup? I mean, home against DC should be a good matchup. But I feel like yeah. we've been saying that a lot about Kai Kamara, <laughs> and the goals haven't come. They haven't been there, but he's a guy that I feel like is too cheap for um, what he can do. I mean, if he's in the starting lineup, then I'll probably I will probably have some exposure to him. Probably not a cash game play, but if I'm, you know, maxing my six entries in the, uh, <laughs> the four dollar GPP, then maybe he, he works his way into one of those, but. I don't know. I mean, he's uh, actually his price jumped a pretty good bit for for this slate compared to the uh, the Wednesday Friday slate. But well, yeah, he scored one point and his price went up eight hundred dollars. Yeah. In fact, sixty nine hundred is the highest it's been all season. Yeah, I just just noticed that he was pretty cheap tonight. It yeah. seemed like I didn't didn't touch him, but obviously with him not starting. Um, so you would so if so in six lineups. 
you would actually have Kamara exposure over uh, Agadello at 400 bucks more? Yeah, if he starts, then, yeah, I would have – I would take the savings with Kai. I feel like they're – I mean, I don't really see much difference between the two. I think – I mean, yeah, maybe Agudelo is playing a little bit higher up than, than Kai has been, but um, I don't know. They're, just, they're not – if I'm looking at them as a fantasy play, they're not mm-hmm. too much – too much different than for me so i'd probably take the savings with kai and how do you rate rate them next to mob sissian who's 100 bucks less than kamara home against atlanta yeah i'd probably give my sissian a little bit of a bump over yeah. both both of those guys yeah he's the alba's even had cheaper. a goal the past couple oh. of games he's finally kind of hitting his stride so he's had a goal in three games actually yep. three yep. straight so um, again, another forward that if you don't get that goal, though, then you're left with a two or three point <laughs> yeah. forward, which which stings. But again, on this slate, maybe uh, Almiron and Plata are the guys that if you're looking for peripherals, then those are the two guys that jump out at me. Jerso mm-hmm. um, Fernandez has been uh, been able to bring some stats without the goals or assists, so. Oh, man. Another uh, another tricky forward pool here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anybody from DC? Ah, man, DC's <laughs> it's been uh, dumpster fire so far this <laughs> season. Yep, sure has been. Um, wow, Nyarko is super cheap. No, oh, there you go. Forty eight hundred. That's a really good price for him. But he came off with uh, three points in fifty nine minutes in his last outing. So. Not ideal. No, there's probably a reason that he's his price is going down. But <laughs> if he starts and if you need to fit somebody in at that price, then I might look at that. Yeah, that's hmm. the Luciano Costa Lloyd Sam combo, or not combo, but or maybe it's a combination of disappointment from the two of them because um, I guess I haven't really considered Sam this year, but Acosta hasn't. I feel like we just haven't seen the Acosta from last year yet. No, he showed some flashes uh, a couple games ago. I think he had a goal. Um, but just watching DC, I mean, he, uh, I don't know. He just, it seems like he's, you would expect him to be uh, more of a leader kind of in the position that he plays. He just, he doesn't, it doesn't feel like he brings the team together like he should. And you can kind of see that in the way that DC plays, I feel like. So. I remember um, you commenting with uh, in our DM to JD about how he was just loafing around. Yeah, and he looked like he came up, and then he scored. And I couldn't yeah. tell if this was one of your unbelievable <laughs> jinxes. For those of you the who reverse. don't know, Skyler yeah, has one of the most jinx. has one of the most re- unbelievable reverse jinxes I've ever seen. It works on the most ridiculous of players. I think he'd used it on Hamasin Olave like three times last year, and he scored. Like I just, <laughs> there's something going on here. But it worked on Acosta last week. But I think you were actually being serious that he looked like garbage. <laughs> yeah, he did. He has moments that you, you see where the talent – I mean, you see what DC saw in him to, to bring him in, but it just it feels like he's not – He they need somebody else there. Yeah. Um, Who knew Patrick so Mullins' I'm, absence would be such a huge one? Yeah, it's opened up the door for um, Ortiz to step in, but he hasn't really done much and. To really kind of solidify a role in the attack, and 
I guess to um, jumping back to Niarco, I guess he's been been injured, so I probably wouldn't. I'd probably make sure if he's still out before uh, even considering him at that forty eight hundred price. Mm-hmm. I think he missed the last game, so I didn't. I, I missed that somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move up to the Red Bulls and the crew. You mentioned Iguain. We obviously talked about Kledgen. Um Do you like BWP enough to play him at ninety nine hundred? Obviously not in cash, but like, would you? I guess playing him and Kledgen really, really handcuffs you everywhere else. Yeah, I mean, I feel like BWP's got the ability to explode for a hat trick, um, but I also feel like some of these other Fords that are two, three thousand dollars cheaper than them have that same upside. I mean, these guys probably like a Moff Sissian, um, even Kai Kamara and Aguidello against DC at home. Um, I mean, I feel like those guys have just as much potential as BWP. Um, as crazy as that sounds, lumping <laughs> the, the Aguidellas and Kai's in there, but I just don't know if I can do it with B- BWP unless I'm uh, maybe trying to play a Red Bull stack with trying to squeeze him and Kleshin into the same lineup or something. If you wanted Red Bull's exposure other than BWP but and you had Kledgedon, where do you go from there? Royer or Felipe? Yeah, I'd maybe look at Felipe. Um I mean, he's been pretty consistent. I think we a few podcasts ago. Um, it may have been when the, when the Red Bulls had a really good home matchup. Um, but Felipe has been productive, game in and game out, and he's a guy that flies under the radar just because of the you know his position isn't. I think he lines up a little bit, um, kind of drop back in the midfield. So you don't really really expect him to be a fantasy target, but. He's been hitting double digits. If you look at his box score, his game logs, he's been hitting double digits pretty consistently. So mm-hmm. um, 5,200, definitely in consideration. Whew. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> do you go Justin Miram at all? I feel like he's really the only other one that I consider from the crew. I mean... <laughs> Uh, I know uh, Zeroik loves him, our other mm-hmm. ranker over at uh, on Rotor Wire. But I mentioned Iguain earlier. It's not a great matchup on the road at, at New York Red Bulls. I generally veer away from players at New York, so I don't know if I'm going there this week with uh, with Miram. Um, he's not here to uh, defend himself, but Adam actually didn't rank Miram this week, but JD did. <clears throat> JD, you know, we know JD's history with Justin Miram, though, so that's probably why he he made that uh made that call. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely been. I mean, he's been on his game. He's probably having the best season of his career. I just the matchups not the best, I'd say. Yeah, um, no, definitely not. <laughs> but there, I mean, that being said, then just from his kind of that recency bias, um, there's definitely gonna be some people that that play him this week. Yeah. Um, next game is Dallas at sporting Kansas city after, um, last week's assist at Portland. I am starting to think that Jimmy Madronda may be matchup proof. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I like it. 
unfortunately, uh, I mean, I guess not unfortunately that he's still classified as a midfielder because he has been playing as one. Um, right. Forty one hundred bucks at Dallas. That make you feel like that's worth going for him? Uh, probably not. I mean, his, he had a good game this past week. He had hit 15 points. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the biggest game I think that he's had all season. Other than that, he you look at his game log, he's 6, 5, 4, 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so then he explodes for 15. So he's definitely got that upside. I mean, you know, we we hyped him up enough last year to know that he's able to to pull off some big fantasy scores, but not sure if it's just the position he's been playing in. He's not able to to uh, pick up as many stats as he was last season. Yeah. So he really hasn't been on my radar much at all as far as DraftKings go. At my MLS fantasy season long is definitely another story because he's listed as a defender there, and uh, he's definitely benefited from you know trotting off being subbed out like right after the 60th minute hits and <laughs> i think we deemed uh not sure who it was but I'll, i would definitely give credit if i could remember but somebody deemed his clean sheet points the madronda clean sheet so <laughs> basically anytime one of your defenders is subbed out and they're, they've got a clean sheet going forward that's now considered a madronda clean sheet nice i love it so. love it um so who do you I feel like we don't really know a lot about Dallas for how much we've seen a bunch of different guys play, but uh, Rudy seems like a pretty decent call. Kellen Acosta obviously uh, always gets some some love on this podcast. Are those the top two guys that you consider? Yeah, I'd say, uh, what's, is Acosta a defender still? Yep, yep. Okay. 5,600. Very nice. Yeah, he scored a goal this last game. Mm-hmm. Um, without the goal, might be looking at like four points. So, <laughs> but again, you can't really can't really hold that over somebody because when they when they're scoring goals and they they've obviously got that upside, they're getting themselves in that kind of position to be able to score goals. So that's kind of why you're paying up for somebody like that. Right. Um, I like Acosta this week. I like uh, I actually like Figueroa too. If you're looking at saving a little bit at the position. Mm-hmm. Um, a thousand dollars less, and he had eight points this past uh, past weekend. Yep. So he's a guy I feel like is hitting close to double digits when he's on the field. Um, his price has jumped up a pretty good bit from where it's been earlier in the season, but um, still think he's a pretty decent play. Okay. Um, and do you consider anybody from Kansas City? I feel like at Dallas was a place that I faded all last season and I'm not sure anybody from sporting Kansas city is making me feel differently this week. Probably not. Um, I mean, Benny's looked pretty good since he came back from injury. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, though, it's, it's a very tough matchup for him. Um, then again, I guess you could say at Portland, yep. you look at that as a pretty tough matchup and he had 22 points, 10 crosses, so maybe Benny. Um, I wish that he was still out and Sunni Saad was still starting that forward because <laughs> I loved playing that, uh, that, was that awesome. value play. Yeah, that was a great one. Um, but no, I'd, I'd say maybe uh, maybe Phil Haber is probably the only guy that I'd look at. And even at that, then just don't know if I can pay up that much at Dallas. Yeah. 
Yep. That's what I was thinking. Uh, last game is RSL hosting Atlanta United. Joseph Martinez still out. Um, so the Atlanta attack's been not quite as great. Uh, Vialba's been pretty good. Kenwin Jones, um, did he score last week? He did, right? Yes, he did. Yeah. He uh, didn't do anything his, else, but made it. Yeah, made his first start and scored a goal. Yep. So, so he took two shots. One of them went in, and he drew a foul and committed one. So, fourteen points, seventy-three minutes. Not bad. Uh, we talked about Rusnak earlier and Plata Mavsisian. Do you think that they're um, that the Atlanta guys are worth kind of targeting? I mean, RSL has been okay. Um, but I, I feel like we don't, you don't necessarily fade RSL. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love what, um, Al Marone brings to the table. I mm-hmm. feel like he's priced fairly reasonably, but, um, kind of backpedaling on him a little bit, especially okay. on, on DK. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, he just feels like anytime I play him, then he's just not, you know, he's bringing four or five points and yeah. It's not what I want when I'm paying that much for somebody. His price has actually jumped up a pretty good bit. Um, even though he scored five points this last round, his price jumped up to 7500 So, I mean, he's, other than Joseph Martinez, who's out, then he's really the main guy I'm usually considering. Villalba's been playing well recently. Yep. Um, don't know if I can take him, though, with some of the other forwards on the slate, but... Um, those are the main three I'm looking at. I'd say on the other side, though, one other guy I don't think we've touched on yet. Um, if you're looking at a value play, Brooks Lennon has mm-hmm. got to be the guy. He's 4,300. Scored scored the game winner um, this last weekend, and before that he had two back-to-back games with eight points on DraftKings. So mm. um, him and I believe it was Salcedo is another value play that you can look to from uh, from Salt Lake. I like it. I like it. Um, <clears throat> what uh, what goalkeepers do you think you're looking at for this four game slate? The one that jumped out at me was Bill Hamid at four thousand, playing at New England, who are now one thirty five seconds into stoppage time, three minutes of stoppage time, and are scoreless at home against San Jose. Um, do you think they can light up Bill Hamid enough that he wouldn't make enough saves to pay it off? I think Hamid's a, a a good play. It worries me a little bit that that uh, New England's possibly going to be shut out um, on the front end of their their two game home stand here. So, um, you know, feel like it's that kind of kind of uh, storyline where they feel like if they get a a draw and shut out that, on that first game that they're going to come out even hungrier in the second game. I mean, take that take that for what it's worth. But, <laughs> you know, it it just it seems like if you're uh, Jay Heaps in New England, then you've got San Jose and DC back to back at home. You've got to get something out of that. So, um, probably not the result they're hoping for tonight. And they're going to be coming into the weekend uh, pretty hungry. I mean, I feel like they can score goals. So, he's a he's definitely a, a good value. But I'm a little bit worried about a clean sheet. I guess if you're if you're going for the saves, I think that there will be the opportunity for some saves there. All right, there you go. That's fine. Um, (laughs) yeah, looking, you know, 5,000 is basically the, the, usually the line between, um, favorites and, and underdogs. We have Alec Khan at 4,300, 
Melia at 41, and we're Zach Steffen at 39. So not that you have to take one of those guys, but um, 5,500 for Cody Cropper or 56 for Robles seems like a lot to pay for me. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Um, and it's MLS has been really weird this, this season with, with goalkeepers. It, it, I'm, you know, I've, in the past I've always been, uh, I've always advocated paying up for a goalkeeper, which I know, you know, several of the, uh, the sharp players, you know, argue against that and say there's no reason to, but MLS, it's actually kind of worked out this season to where if you're paying up, then you're, you know, paying up for the home goalkeeper. Um, you're doing pretty good, I'd say, because it just, that, that home field advantage, it feels like is so, um, feels like it's, it's something that you can really kind of latch onto in MLS more than any other league, um, for whatever reason. So I don't have any problem paying up for a goalkeeper in, in MLS. Okay. Okay. Uh, we have a final from this match zero zero so congrats to everybody who stacked this those uh defenders on fmls and i'll take it there you go lee win looks like uh we got six points so there you go already up to 12 if you uh captained him and uh yeah yay clean sheets so i had uh i wanted to go with four quakes so i ended up Initially, I had Wando up top, and I ended up axing Wando, and I've got three Quakes on my back line. Nice. Godoy, so pretty pleased. There you go. <clears throat> and then I assume you had – oh, and Tierney, right? Yeah, I've got Tierney on the bench as a switcheroo for, for Kevin Molino, so that's definitely going to make things Ooh. interesting. There you go. That will be interesting. I had Youngworth, Lima, and Farrell as my defenders, and then Cropper and Goal. Everybody's got to have Cropper and goal this week. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> that was the end of the Saturday slate. Um, we have no prices for Sunday, but we're going to kind of talk about the slate as a whole. It's This slate could have like a ton of goals in it, I feel like. We've got New York City hosting Orlando, the Galaxy hosting the Sounders, and Minnesota hosting Colorado. Um, we've got some decently high-priced guys on this slate. We've got, who are, I assume they will be high-priced, uh, David Villa, Alessandrini, Ladero, um, Kevin Molino should be high-priced. Um, who who are you building around? Uh, I mean, Alessandrini's, Alessandrini's been so good. So good. Um Seattle is is a team that I generally try to stay away from too, but he's at home and he just, it feels like uh, I mentioned to somebody this past week, this past weekend, it feels like he's kind of the new, this season's Giovinco um, just because of what he brings to the table. I mean, he's taking all of their set pieces. I mean, yeah, you've got Dos Santos in the mix too, but um, he's, he gets so many crosses from set pieces, so many open play crosses and then he's just a, a beast on the attack. I mean, he's taking shots left and right and uh, just pe- peppering uh, Orlando City until he broke through. So mm-hmm. um, he's going to be a very high price. His price has already jumped up to probably probably more than it should be for him. But I think that you've got to keep 
paying up for him. I think Molina is probably going to be where you can save um, without seeing the the slate out yet. Mm-hmm. So those two guys are, are pretty high on my radar. Okay. Um, where do you where do you think you're going to save then? <laughs> like, <clears throat> I assume I'm not going to have a lot of Orlando. Uh, usually it's Laren on a short slate that I would consider. Kakaz, I think, is still out. And mm-hmm. Giles Barnes doesn't really do a whole lot for me. Um, is Perez yeah. Garcia back? I think he should. Yeah. Be. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's back. So he's definitely one that um, I'll be looking at. He was really good before he was uh, suspended. Yeah. And so I think Kaka's actually back in training. So that's something to watch. I don't okay. know if he'll jump right back into the starting lineup. But um, yeah, Perez Garcia was looked really good and he's probably I think he was hovering around 5k somewhere around there so he's a guy you could probably save some cash with and then again I think Molino's been really cheap this season for what he can do and uh, along along that same note Christian Ramirez has been seems like I mean I hate to say a Minnesota United player has been unstoppable but he can't stop scoring goals so um, depending on what his price is, and he could be another guy that I'm I'm looking at. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Um, do you think Ladero has a good game? Like, yeah, I think so. I mean, he's been he's been very good fantasy wise. It just it's going to be tough if you try to get Alessandrina and Ladero in the same lineup. Um, if it's between the two, then I'm I'm going Alessandrini even if I'm paying a couple extra thousand for him, which I think that's probably about the, the price difference that we're going to see. I, I really, I thought they would be basically the same. See, I mean, it seems like Alessandrino, Alessandrini was up to almost 12,000 this past week. And I think Ladero was around like 10, nine or something. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, maybe 1500 difference, but wow. yeah, his price is jumping up there. I mean, DraftKings is definitely taking notice. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, anyone from Colorado? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yuck. Ah, uh, man. No. No. I, yeah, I mean, that's... if Gashi starts, then I might consider him, but he did not start this last game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kevin Doyle's been their most productive player over the past two yep. or three game weeks. And, I think that says it all. I mean, you gotta you gotta at least consider Colorado against Minnesota. They've been so bad on D, but I just where do you go? That's what, <laughs> I think you probably try to convince yourself into like Dylan Powers or uh, um Baji Baji, yep. Because hey, we do have a uh we do have a Mark Birch potential Mark Birch revenge oh, game. Oh, that's right, that's right. Um, Playing for Minnesota now. Okay, so we got that. <laughs> <laughs> He's not quite a Rapids player, but he used to be. Right, right. Um, yeah, that's. I think if you're sitting down thinking like, which Colorado player can I should I get? You're you're thinking too hard. I think that's an easy one to to avoid, even though they're probably the cheapest group. Right, but. It's because they're terrible. 
Yeah, it's. I think Colorado is going to score on them. I just I don't know where it's going to come from. Um, I'm not the, really sure if any of their players, other than Birch, are fantasy relevant as far as defensive plays. Yeah. Do you can do you think that the matchup is any easier because McMath is in goal instead of Howard? Not really. I mean, Howard's Howard. He's yeah. a great goalkeeper, but I don't feel like he's anything. Uh, to write home about it, you know, at this point in his career, I think he's a great goalie, but I don't think McMath, there's too big of a, a gap between him and McMath right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. Anything else? Uh, Always awkward talking about a slate that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's hard without seeing the, the player pull in front of you, but you know, David Villa against Orlando looks pretty tasty. Yeah. I think it's. I think you're going to sit down and and spend as much time as possible trying to figure out how to get Via and Alessandrini, and I'm just not sure you, you end up getting it. Yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty tough, but uh, that has center back in the utility spot written all over it, along with two center backs in your defensive spots. Right. Yeah, you're pretty much going to have to decide if if a hat trick from Via is going to outscore you know the 20 points you get from Alessandrini without a goal or an assist, and then he scores and has as much as via would have with a hat trick so right. that's the that's the big question mark for sunday for sure as someone who captained david via in fmls i need that hat trick <laughs> yeah I, I, he's on my team so i'm pulling for it too i don't have alessandrini on my fmls team so you're I'd now use a, i'd use a via hat trick i'm looking after the the ridiculous uh clean sheets today you're now up to 30th overall second in the rotowire league which, uh, man, nice Making move. moves. Nice move indeed. 62 points already. Wow. Thought my 45 was good. I've got Tierney's clean sheet on the bench too. So Whew. look out. Well done. Well done. All right, sir. Uh, let's hope for that David Villa clean or clean sheet. Gosh, please no. <laughs> let's get that David Villa hat trick. Uh, thanks for uh, shouldering all the load today. And uh, good, luck, good luck this weekend. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.